2: Welcome to Moneymaking Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. It is time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about their purpose, a gift. If you have a gift, leave with your gifts and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My next guest is Shawn Robinson. She is an Emmy Award-winning journalist television personality, author, producer, philanthropist, and she has an, an amazing girls activist, organiz- empowerment activist organization. She is a proud graduate of an HBCU, Spelman University in Atlanta, Georgia. Sean established the Sean Foundation for Girls which nurtures and supports underserved and underrepresented girls and young women in the areas of STEM, health, arts, Unity, and Neighborhoods. Sean is the executive producer of the very entertaining A Seven Deadly Sins series on Lifetime. We'll be discussing her two new films that can currently be seen on Lifetime, Wrath. A Seven seven Deadly Sins Story, and Greed, A Seven Deadly Sins Story. Please welcome to Money Making conversation Masterclass, my dear friend and good person It always leads me down the road of happiness, Sean Robinson.
3: (laughs) Hello, my friend. How are you? Good to see you. You
2: know, these are always really, really cool conversations because, you know, uh, we've known each other, we have to say 20 years, 20 plus years. And we've seen- Over 20 years, yeah. Yeah. but We've seen each other- uh, uh, we shape ourselves, we've seen each other uh, being able to pivot, and we've seen each other get a clear understanding of finding our voice. And, uh, you know, I know when I, in 2016, when I stopped managing Steve, it was a struggle for me to find my voice, you know, because I would say two 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 and a half years, I was still managing Steve Harvey and not receiving checks because that brand has been so established. And so you you had a similar you had established a relationship with an entertainment magazine that was that was a blessing and a curse because people knew you from that, but then you wanted to get away from that. But now it's part of your resume. So now the blessing is part of your asset because your brand is now under so many different positive umbrellas. Talk about pivoting and then being able to, being able to, you know, work really hard to build a brand and then redirecting that brand, Sean.
3: Yeah, you know, I think that when you reach what is considered by many as the pinnacle and you were staying there and you think that that is all the world is. right? And so I was, I was at a, you know, a successful, uh, entertainment show for 16 years. It was a long time. And it was, you know, I, I found myself after a while, just kind of coasting, you mm-hmm. know, I came in 1999 when entertainment shows were that they, 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 they had a different Type of influence than they have today. Like, for example, if, you know, if Beyonce had a new album out or if Mm -hmm. George Clooney had a new movie out, we were one of the very few stops that they could make to Mm -hmm. promote their material because this was before social media, before Instagram, Twitter, and all that. Now, Beyonce sends out a tweet that she's got a new album out and that's all the publicity she needs. And George right. Clooney, you know, gets on his social media and that's all the, the publicity they need. So it's a, it's a lot different today. And there are many, many, many different platforms. So I was very blessed to come to uh, the show that I was on at a time when it held a power position in Hollywood that was different than mm-hmm. it is today. Mm-hmm. So that was, and I was a little black girl from Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. and I was at in Hollywood <laughs> and it was a really super, super big deal. And so I did everything. I squeezed everything out of that position that I could possibly squeeze. There was nothing else I could do mm-hmm. that would be a challenge for me. Um, so, you know, I look at what, what is now the additional chapter? I don't even say the next chapter. I said, what is the additional chapter? And so, you know, I still do my television work on on you know, ninety day fiance, and <laughs> which is a behemoth. And we
2: laughed so like, hard at that last time you yeah, was on the show. Right. about that.
3: Yeah, and that's a that's a that's seen in 168 countries and territories. <laughs> so it was very it's mm-hmm. huge. But also, like, what is it? What I wanted to be a content creator. I wanted to be an executive producer. So I started talking to producers. People were much smarter than I was and and said how do i do this and i started thinking of different types of shows that i could produce and so the seven deadly sins series that it was started as a book by author victoria christopher murray was really interesting and so i optioned the entire series pitched them around town pitched the lifetime at different places lifetime finally said yes we want to do this Mm -hmm. and um The partner was Bishop T.D. Jakes, Mm -hmm. which was couldn't get a bigger producing partner in this type of uh, in this type of situation. And so Lust and Envy aired last year. This year, it's Wrath and Greed. Mm -hmm. So. Um. Yes. And so to see my name as an executive producer was was thrilling for me. Will you please slow down? We we, we
2: talk. (laughs) This ain't no like a five-minute interview. We talk. We talk. I've seen every one of them. Okay, there's four so far. Like you said, 2021, that's when you first came on the show talking about it, and we was excited. And and this is seven. We said, oh, I wish I had hopefully we do them all at the same level of, you know, promotional push and excitement and the quality of actors and and this time around, you know, you have my boy Eric Benet, you know, yes, who's he's, so good, yeah, he's in Greed, and then you have Michelle Williams, that's my girl from Destiny's Child, yeah. she's in, uh, you know, Wrath. Okay, and the reason I bring these two people, these people are known for singing, and they and they have major. In fact, Michelle Williams is the star of that particular.
3: Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, of Yeah, she's rap. the star of rap. And Eric yes. is
2: a major, Eric Bernay is a major player. Okay. He yeah. if he doesn't do his character right, the the the, the show does the film doesn't work. Right. And he sells it. He sells it. Oh my goodness, he's very good. And of course, the incredible Lisa Ray McCoy is in there. Yeah, so good. Oh, she,
3: she, she, <laughs> she, she played that part
2: <laughs> so well. So well. Uh, and 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 so and I say this because you know, when I watch, when I consider you a friend, Sean, and I know when I see your name on the screen, single card by itself, I just smile. Yeah, you know, I, I smile because I know there's a lot of hard work, and that's wow. why I don't want anybody to say when she said, "Well, I optioned out the book," and then Bishop TD Jakes was the only person that he came in this particular genre. Okay, this didn't happen over 19. This was yes. years. This was years, and it was a it was a, it was tied to trust. It was tried yes. to faith. It was tied to saying, I know this project. It's gonna somebody's gonna find it, somebody's gonna enjoy it, and I'm not gonna be frustrated by it because I'm Sean Robinson and I wanna win. That's the story I wanna make sure people hear very clearly. Can we talk about yeah, that? Yeah,
3: and you have to you have to be ready for a lot of no's, okay, in this business. And you can't get frustrated by the nose. I mean, I've pitched so many projects. Even with this, I optioned these books in 2016. Right. And so, I mean, think of this, this is 2022. 20, so <laughs> it's been a minute, okay? It's been a minute. And along the way, there were many, many struggles convincing people that this was going to be a great project. And actually, people... You know, they the networks that I pitched it to, they really love the concept, but there was like, oh, can we do it? Can I, I don't know if we could do it. You know, do we want this star? And, you know, we thought we had a certain person and we didn't. And then that took a long time. And then the pandemic hit. I mean, there were a lot of challenges, roadblocks mm-hmm. um, that could have derailed the project and just not only derailed this project, but made me so you know weary of this process that i could could have said oh maybe this isn't for me so you, you know it it takes a lot of tenacity it takes faith it takes endurance it takes perseverance it takes strategic planning and just not being um, not being deterred Mm-hmm. So don't be deterred. You know, if you feel like you have a vision, if you feel this is something that you're passionate about, keep on pushing. Just you have to keep on pushing. I mean, there is another it was another project that I have been literally working on for probably about. Eight, at least eight years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then, you know, got real close and then it didn't happen. And then somebody just called back, oh, hey, do you still have that project? We might be interested in it. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, I still have it. So just know, Still got it. So just know that there are certain things that are going to take longer to materialize. Right. You know, this cake may bake in five minutes and this cake may bake in five years. Okay, mm-hmm. so... It just depends on what the project is, but keep pushing. Now, these two projects that we are
2: talking about uh, these two films, like you said, yeah. Wrath and Greed. Let, let's just, let's talk about exactly what that Seven Deadly Scenes series is, yes. and why is it important because each one came from a different style standpoint because. Because because wrath was a straight on acting, and then you had voiceover a lot more so in greed because it was like telling the story, how you can make it, it was it was it was a different way of presenting it, but it was still well received by me. Talk about that whole presentation and how you picked the writers and the directors and all that for each one of these different projects,
3: yeah, and at the center, the seven deadly sins that people know um are morality. Tales, okay you know the wages of sin is death but there is redemption and so these are stories of there there's going to be redemption Mm -hmm. in our films Mm -hmm. so um so that's where we're starting with you know we are um you know we are presenting these to our faith-based audience Mm -hmm. um and if you are not faith-based you might be after you watch our movies. So, um, so that was a really important and, you know, each story is going to be told a little differently. Then right. mm-hmm. is going to be told a little differently, but at the key, at the basis to all of them, there is um, there the these are morality tales and these mm-hmm. are faith based stories. So that's what you have to be prepared for. But they're fun rides. They're sexy. It's thrilling. Um, It is, you know, you never know what's going to happen next. You think you go, oh, okay, this this I bet you this happens. And then something totally different happens.
2: And, you know, I got to call Michelle Williams, you know, there's a couple of scenes I'm going to have to call and tease her because she's like my little. Little little yeah. daughter, you know what I'm saying, look, you know, right. you know, I said, oh, she got straight sexy up in here, and, uh, and <laughs> she did. She got straight sexy in
4: it.
3: She still did. It was fun. I was. It was
2: fun watching it. But I, I want to just say this: when you the word, when you hear the word faith-based, people tend to run. Oh, I want. Well, no, I ain't preaching to me? No. <laughs> yes, she's absolutely correct, but it's written so organically. And when I hear them delivering that statement or that message of what Wrath is all about and the, the, the point of view of why we're doing this particular film, the message, underlying message we're trying to do, I have not taken aback. Bye. It's really that well done. I I I I, yeah, like I can't forget Romeo Miller's in here, and I'm talking about the one with with the, with the Michelle Williams, of course. Uh, you know, Beyonce's mom is in that. <laughs> Tina Knowles Lawson, who I know from my days in Houston, Texas. I go way back with her, way back, and I've been knowing her since. 92, because wow. I brought because uh, I had a comedy club called Hip Hop Comedy Stop, and I brought Destiny Child on stage. That's how far back I go. Of course, way back then Michelle Williams was not part of the group. I met Michelle later when she joined the group, but I've been knowing Destiny Child all the way back to 1992. So that wow, relationship, that's incredible. Yeah, you know, just, just just seeing that whole just seeing Tina, I just laughed and smiled to myself because she had a really big beauty salon. That's how I met her in Houston at the time. And, and she was uh, making a lot of money. She was very popular. I believe the name of was Headliners in Houston, Texas at the time. And just see how you can, again, pivot and then readjust your career and move forward. And each, But each one of these was different. How does the casting process happen? And do you participate in the casting process, Sean?
3: Oh, absolutely. As uh, one of the executive producers, I definitely participate in uh, the casting process. So, you know, we think about... You know who the character is, mm-hmm. and who you know who our list of people who would be good playing them. But also, you've got to think about their relationship with the other characters. Mm-hmm. So when we, you know, when we knew we had Michelle, we were so excited, and you know, we were thinking, okay, who would be a good mother figure to her? Because a mother right. is very important in her life.
4: Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, my God, Tina. <laughs>
3: Mm -hmm. oh can we get her you know so then that process started so uh and then you you want good chemistry between the leading lady and the men in her life Mm -hmm. and so you know romeo was just absolutely fantastic they had great chemistry and antonio Mm -hmm. cupo Mm -hmm. also with michelle they were just they were just hamming it up on set it was really funny Uh, so um and so, yes, yeah, so you have to think about the character's relationship to other characters in the movie right. and how that would play. So, uh, yeah, we think we did a good job. We have a really great cast,
5: both on wrath
3: and on greed.
5: We'll be right back with more Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Now let's return to Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald.
2: I didn't say her name she's the lead in the in, in greed. That's Monique Coleman. That's Monique Coleman.
3: Come Monique Coleman. That's I got, my girl. She I got, is. I so cannot incredible. go
2: past this and not act like I didn't see her in this film. You know. Yes. Yeah. Laid it down. She did. She, greed slapped her in the face several times. She found the facts of life. I'm just thought, uh, just laying it out there, and that, but it was all again organic. It was all very realistic. It was all the characters I found relatable. Her boyfriend and how she kind of disconnected from him because he wasn't living the lifestyle. And Eric Renee, this kind of knighting, in shining armor who had everything. Right. He was older, he was worldly, he could jump on a private jet and go to anywhere he wanted to go, and yes. he found this young lady who wanted these things. And right. that's what this series is about. You know, it's like, you know, there's a couple of things. Be careful what you wish for, you know. Careful what you wish for. It's, it's not always what you expect. That was right. That's what makes this, that's, I saw both movies back to back, and I didn't see them being similar at all. Bravo, bravo, excellent.
3: Yeah. 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 They're very different, very different. But at the key, like I said, it's that, um, you know, what happens when you commit one of these sins, this is what can happen. So hopefully people will think twice, you know, um, <laughs> somebody said, uh, so somebody asked me, well, so what's the, what's the message in greed and what's the message in wrath? I said, don't be greedy. Right. Don't have wrath. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, bad, that's the bottom line.
2: Right. And then ignore the signs of when it's happening to you. And yes. that's, that's, that's what it really amounts to as well, because we all deal with these uh, decisions that we have to make. And we and it's, like I said, the morality is the base of what we all make our decisions. When you right. venture into these different sins, then it tells you, are you being consumed by it? And each right. movie you will see in wrath, an individual is consumed by that wrath and how that wrath affects other people around that person who is consumed. When that person is consumed by that greed, you'll see how that greed not just impacts them, but the people they quote unquote care about and the people that they call their friends and business associates. That's what I loved about these episodes. They're on Lifetime right now. Please, please watch them with your friends, your family. You know, take a screenshot, tell somebody, and post it on social media. Let them know you're watching it, so they can get a good feel for quality programming being done by incredible pair uh, of African american producers. My man Bishop T D J and my favorite person in the world, Sean Robinson. But the <laughs> thing I always love about Sean is that it always goes beyond what she does as an entertainer. Impactful. Your program, Sean. You know, that we've been talking about this several years. Tell us what's going on with it and um, and the impact that you're making. And I remember I ran into you in New York one day at the London Hotel. We was talking about it. So I know how long this has been going on and yes. how you would travel to great lengths to get the word out about it.
3: Yeah, so my foundation is called the Sean Foundation for Girls. I created it back in 2016 after I left Access Hollywood for so long. And you know, my my parents always taught me if God gives you a platform, use it to give back. And mm-hmm. so that's what I did. I created this foundation, and what we do is we support uh, small nonprofits that are doing work in five key areas of girls' issues, and those areas are represented by the acronym of my name S H A U N. So S is STEM, uh, science, technology, mm-hmm. engineering, and math. Mm-hmm. H is health. A is arts. You is unity and mm-hmm. in is neighborhood. So if mm-hmm. there is a nonprofit that is doing work in one of those five key areas, we okay, would possibly be
4: wow. the mm-hmm. for them.
3: Mm-hmm. So, and, and Sean, what I, I hope to my vision and what I hope to continue to grow the Sean Foundation for Girls as is, is really a go to resource for these small nonprofits that. You know, getting raising money is tough for right. any you've been to many charity events and mm-hmm. they got to beg folk to give them money. So it's hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you are a small nonprofit, a small charity, it's even harder because a lot of times you don't have the resources. And so I felt compelled to help those organizations that are working directly with girls, predominantly girls of color, underserved and underrepresented girls, mm-hmm. and to help them in their mission. And, you know, uh, I was just at this philanthropy conference and it was, it was with women who were philanthropists like myself. And one of the things that we had talked about, and you, you probably know this is very important, Rashawn, because you run in a business, you know how many, how, how all the line items there yeah. are to running a business. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when people give to charity, A lot of times, you know, when people uh, give grants to charities, small nonprofits, they're like, okay, we want our money to go to this, this, and this. Okay, we want it to go just to this mission, just to that. And so let's say you have, um, you know, let's say you have uh, a a homeless shelter. Let's say you have a shelter for homeless. And so somebody might give you money and say, okay, I want this just to go for clothing for the women in the homeless shelter. That's just an example. Well, that's great. But here's what happens, Rashawn. Is that what are the other what are the other line items that you need when you're running? a business right. and a nonprofit is a business. Mm-hmm. You got to keep the lights on. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to have food for the people that um you know that you serve. You, you know, the the secretary, right. the 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 cleaning people right. right. that come and clean your business. You got the telephone bill. All of those are line items. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get money For that, because a lot of people, when they give the money, they say, "Okay, I just want I just wanted to go to this one thing. So what we were talking about at this philanthropy conference and we just had just so many great, great women talking about it, is the importance of giving unrestricted funds to nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Unrestricted means they can use them in any areas. Now we're not, and granted, there has to be there has to be checks and balances in the nonprofit world because you know you don't you want to make sure that the nonprofit you're doing you vet them, and that's what we do. That's what the Sean Foundation for Girls does. We 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 vet these organizations. We make sure they're doing the work. We're make sure we are making sure they're impactful and they're they're impacting girls' lives uh, for and you know for the positive. And then we say, okay, so we wanna help you with your mission. So we're giving you these funds so that you can continue your mission. And I used to say, okay, you gotta use it in this area. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, like many people are realizing in what's called trust based philanthropy. Yes. Okay, we trust you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to trust you to use this money in the best way possible so you can continue helping the people, helping the girls and young women that you serve. Mm -hmm. So that was that that was that was my growth as a philanthropist. And how I want to make sure that my foundation helps as many organizations and as many people as possible. Well, that's just sort of an example of that. Like Mackenzie Scott,
2: she gave over oh, $4.1 billion to HBCUs with no restrictions. That's what she's talking about. Exactly. You know, she exactly. she, trusts, she trusted them. She said, hey, here's the money, here's $50 million prayer for you, AM. Do what you need to better serve your community, the students, the infrastructure, and put it, and we trust that you're going to do the, the right thing with this money.
3: Exactly. She could have about. said, here's $50 million, and it's got to go to scholarships. For, you know, it's got to go to scholarships for 50 people, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, She said, I trust you because I've vetted you already. Right. And I know that you're doing the work. So I trust you to take this. And do what you need to do to continue that mission. And, and that's exactly, exactly
2: what she's saying. I just wanted to give clarity exactly with that. You know, I just right. mentioned the word HBCUs. You know, you, you're a graduate, one of the great ones and schools in this country that deliver black excellence on a regular basis, Spelman. I always so like, I'm you know, college, I, yes. I know Spelman College, you know, and there's um, <laughs> yeah, there's only with Benedict College. There's only two uh, all-female HBCUs, right? Benedict College, I believe in Spelman. I don't you know. I should
3: know I, that, but I. I, don't. Is I, I, think it, uh, I think it's only
2: two. I think it's only two, but that's all right. You know, (laughs) I'm Mister Know It All. I'm Mister Know It All. You know, I'm I'm gonna just throw out information that I I claim to be correct. Um, The 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 beauty of going to that school. Can you just tell my listeners and my viewers? Uh,
3: You know, Spelman College really taught me the value of sisterhood, Mm -hmm. and that when you invest in a girl, she can change the world. And also, like I, you know, I. I graduated a long time ago and I can meet a Spelman sister today. Yes. And still have a connection. Mm-hmm. And that's what the value of going to that school has has really shown me. Mm-hmm. It's about you will always have a connection. I I, you know, see people uh, women will say, I'm your Spellman sister, I'm your Spelman sister. And it's just, I mean, we didn't go to school at the same time or anything, but it's just a connection that we have because we love our school. And we knew that our school taught us that you will have a connection that, to each woman that walks out of these doors after having this experience. So that's, yeah, that I, I do anything I can to promote Spelman. And she does a great job promoting her two incredibly uh, serious overall.
2: She's already done two in 2021. Uh, yes. Three and four. That's Wrath and Greed is out right now on Lifetime. Yes. Please executive produced by my man Bishop T D Jakes, but more importantly by my friend uh, Sean Robinson. Please thank you for coming thank on you. my show, and as always, I support you and keep moving ahead and keep delivering Black excellence because you've been doing it. And, you know, I can say it. You know, you still look fantastic over several decades. Appreciate you. If you want to hear, okay. Thank you. If you want to hear or see any of my interviews on Money Making Conversation Masterclass, please go to Money Making. Conversation dot com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.
5: We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the
6: Money-Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
5: Hi, I'm Rashawn
2: McDonald for Money-Making Conversation with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with Grammy Award-winning artist, actress, and businesswoman, Tamla Mann. This pandemic hasn't slowed Tamla down at all. She's been booked and busy working on two movies, Tyler Perry's assisted living sitcom, and her new gospel album, Overcomer.
6: I guess it looks easy, but it's not easy for me. Mm-hmm. And I just don't I just really, I just really didn't understand, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it was God who did this for me. I didn't do it for myself. It was a favor Mm -hmm. that he's placed upon my life with the work that I've put in. And that's how he did it for me came about that it's no goodness of my own, but the Lord saw fit
2: to, to bless me. If you want to hear this full interview with Tamela Mann, it's available on
5: moneymakingconversations.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass. With Rashawn McDonald.
2: My next guest, they're sisters. I always talk about gifts and leading with your gifts and purpose. Well, they lead with their gifts, and they don't let their friends, family, because they are family. Or coworkers stop them from planning or living their dreams because they're planning and living their dream together. My next guest are Christian songwriter, singer and songwriter, Billboard number 1 chart topping and two-time Stella Award nominee, Keandra Lockett. And her Atlanta based celebrity fashion stylist sister, Kim Lockett, are the founders of a luxury essential wear brand that recently launched in Target stores nationwide. That's right, nationwide, not in Georgia, not in the region, nationwide. The premium brand name means pretty. Black in French was created in 2019 to celebrate black diversity and inclusion while offering stylish, high fashion, essential wear for both women and men, women and men. That means I am styling my stuff, too. It's wearable. Size includes extra small and size XL. Collection includes tops, bottoms, matching sets and accessories, custom designed in-house by the dynamic duo. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation, real life sisters and entrepreneurs, Keandra and Kim Lock it. How you doing? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Don't do me like that. Don't y'all do me like that. Hi, because I got to <laughs> figure out who I'm talking to. Keandra, let me hear that voice. <laughs>
4: Hey, hey. Oh, you're no. a <laughs> dog.
2: Kim, Kim, give me another four. Don't do me like I I I just because y'all was supposed to be in the studio with me. Y'all was supposed to be in the studio. So now I gotta figure out who I'm talking to the <laughs> audio. And that is always a, a fun campaign for me. But welcome. First of all, you know, I did not want to mess up the name of your brand. So please, Keandra, please tell me the name of your brand. Okay.
7: It's
2: Jolie Noir. Jolie Noir. Jolie
1: Newall. Okay, good. Yep.
2: So, so Kim, where did that name come from?
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
8: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up.
9: and uh, Okay, what so,
2: part of Louisiana? Now let's just don't throw out Louisiana like it's because the north is different from the south because my, my parents is. are born there from the north.
4: Glad you know it <laughs> absolutely is. We're from the north too. We're
2: from Shreveport. <laughs> yes, that's where my parents are from. My parents were born and raised in Shreveport.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh wow, oh, that's so
2: cool! Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because I know there's cool.
4: difference.
9: Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, yeah, so because we are from Louisiana, we want to pull from the French culture of Louisiana, um, just a little part of us. We wanted a name that meant something to us, um, and that could carry, and that could be marketable as well. Mm-hmm. And so we rested on Jolie Noir because so many black women um, do not have a space to let our hair down, if you will, because we initially designed for black women, um, and then we Uh, here recently, last year, created a space in our closet, hypothetical closet, for men. (laughs) So uh, that is how men became a part, because also uh, Pretty Black, we know that uh, not only Black women fight with uh, image insecurities, but Black men as well. Uh, We've learned that along our journey. So yeah, we are doing this. They say for the culture. <laughs>
2: well, you know, it's it's so important because, like, as a man, you know, because I I'm known for wearing suits and ties and being suited and booted. So when people see me in blue jeans or casual, they always, like. Almost faint. Oh, Rashad! I never saw you dressed like this. So, so it's important now, cause I, that that you know, I I, I, dress, I know how to dress comfortable. I got my my little Jordan shoes that match with. Cause I match though. I'm a matching person. Now, when I'm casual, uh-huh. you, I match up. You know, everything. I'm very neat. And so, so, so when you went to to, to the, cause I, I got the fact on on the. Female side, understanding that mm-hmm. that need, that wear. But on the male side, what was your research in launching a male line?
9: Uh, so we actually um, polled some of our closest male friends, and they were like, "Yeah, I would totally wear this. I would wear, you know, something with a woman on it." Um, and we also already had a um, huge male following. Who was already supporting the brand. So we right. took a look at the uh, pieces that were moving by men. And that is how we curated our section of our website to see Unitex. Um, what was already appealing to men.
2: Right. So Kim, you are the celebrity fashion stylist. Okay, you got the uh-huh. celebrity singer over there, you know. She's she coming into your lane. Now she coming over here with
4: ideas.
2: <laughs> you know, you went over there, you went over there trying to sing back up in her group, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? You know you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just telling the truth here. Now she's coming over here. So how did you feel sharing that space with your equally talented sister, but she was talented in another lane?
9: Yeah, I wouldn't actually have it any other way. Okay, um, great. You know, it's there's power in numbers. Uh we both believe that. And uh with the design, you know, that's all. There's always someone to bounce ideas off of, and also to get ideas from. So we both glean from each other um, with it. So it it just only flowed naturally for us.
2: Well, that, that's really key because when I when I like like I said when you when you have a brand, it all starts with an idea. Now, Keandra, mm-hmm. you you know when you started your singing career as a teen, you started with a group. If I'm not mistaken, you started with a group. Right. And then, so, and then you became a solo artist. just just mm-hmm. understanding now you're working in conjunction with your sister. I know that's totally different, but just talk to my listeners and tell them that how how that how that has helped this relationship ha- here, being able to share thoughts, working as a team with a focus goal based on your relationship with your singing group that you were when you started your career. Can you talk about that? Yeah, well,
7: um actually. Um, building and growing with the group, um, of course, that would, you know, kind of help, you know, as it relates to understanding people and knowing how to work with people. But of course, being that me and Kim have, you know, been sisters all of our lives, (laughs) it's kind of easy to, you know, work with her um, still, even if there wasn't um, like the start with the group you know and so um she's also worked with me with the group for right. several years she styled the group and then um uh did a, she did some background uh, singing for <laughs> oh, oh,
4: oh oh Kim
9: can sing force. Kim can sing too By yes, four. I hate it but by four.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yes she did uh huh but um so it's it's pretty easy working you know with her I'm used to working with her um Yeah, I just, I think it's, you know, because we're sisters too, so.
2: Well, well, being sisters, Kim, you know, that you, you, all you ever want is support. I come from a large family, six sisters, two brothers. Sometimes there was too much support, you know, and also not as much food, okay, when you wanted to go back for seconds. It wasn't always what you thought should be left. Was left. <laughs> but I, I know that, um, you know, the, the ability to share success with family is always special. And the fact that you guys are now sharing success— you know, under that uh, locket brand. Talk
4: to us about that.
9: <laughs> yeah. Um, so it just goes back to us being, you know, this is, is actually who we are. I guess you could say our parents, um, our dad rather was in the military. Right, okay. So we moved around a lot. Um, and so it's just been Keanu and I, so to share in our successes, we've shared in everything else. So why not share in our successes too?
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
9: And uh, we've always, you know, kind of championed each other on and cheered each other on um and, each of our individual endeavors so um to share that i once i had a teacher because um, i got my master's degree here in atlanta that's what actually brought us here i um one of my teachers said don't share the same passion as one of your siblings because it would never work because one would mm. be jealous of the other but um one thing that i was like when he said that i was like well that's not really true because my sister and i have always overlapped in each other's Lanes, if you will, we've always given input to each other's processes, and um, you know we've always been a part of each other's uh, processes, almost to the point that we—it's almost impossible to imagine us without (laughs) without each other. Um, Almost like we're twins. Um, So I, you know, could not grasp that. You know that did not process well with me and sit well with me. So yeah, the successes that we have had, um, we share them. Uh, almost
2: equally. Yeah. You know, uh, it's really interesting. I, you know, I, I've i always, uh, people have told me what I could do and could not do. And always when they told me what I could do, it was always lesser than what I thought I could do. I, I remember when I was starting out early in my career, I was uh, doing stand-up comedy on a regular basis. And I remember mm-hmm. I walked off stage and um it was a club called Comedy Workshop, white club owners, white audience. And I was to a standing ovation. And this guy and the owner went, you know something? If you could, you know, you got a little accent with Sean. If you just clean up that accent, you could be a lot funnier. I go, mm. but they." it was a standing ovation, you know? Yeah. So people can stereotype you with statements and then they can mm-hmm. question whether or not you have the ability to achieve. And so when, mm-hmm. that, when that teacher said that, that could have been an acid pill in your relationship because you could have questioned the desire to have that relationship, but right, love right. and a clear understanding of who you two are superseded mm-hmm. that madness. And I think faith yeah, plays a major role in that, correct?
9: Absolutely. Absolutely. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, we were uh, raised to uh, be faith-based, and um, we carry, we've we carried that on into our adult lives. We can't do anything without the Lord, actually. Jolie Noir would not be. Without the
2: Lord. So, yeah. Praise the Lord. Come on, that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, we're going to take some phone calls. Or we're going to be praising all the way for another half hour. I got them, ladies and gentlemen. I got the Lockett sisters here. One kind of can sing. She did background. She won't confess. It. One we know can sing. I don't know who I'm talking to. I just say their name, they respond to me. That way we win. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take this short break. Be back with the fantastic. they close the Target, everybody. Target. We're going to make it happen. I love positive energy. I love people who understand that this show is about uplift. This show is about motivating people to be successful, allowing them to tell their story in a in a manner where they feel comfortable and they feel there's relatable, but the information that they deliver to the listeners also I hope inspires them. I hope it inspires and encourages them. When I say that, Keandra, and I say that to you, Kim, the inspiration we're trying to get out of this interview to everyday people is, is what what message? I'm gonna start with you, Kim. What what what's the overall message would you want people to take from you when they hear us discuss the success of your brand, the success of your career so far? Yeah, um, so that black
9: people can succeed and persevere through anything, as we all know that, but we are two girls, um, though we went to college, like we have not, we had entrepreneurial experience in the past, but this is not our path. We didn't go to school for business. Um, We actually have very different career paths for our um, personal careers. But yeah, you can actually succeed. And as black women, um, you definitely can beat all odds. You don't have to consider the odds. Um, even as you are going through life, you just continue to work in your own lane and continue to move forward. And with the Lord, <laughs> that's the <best laughs> basis that we always have to come from. You can do anything. The Bible does say we can achieve all things through Christ. So um, that's absolutely true.
7: Yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to go back to the whole faith conversation. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think that uh, a lot of times as Especially millennial entrepreneurs or just millennial uh, based people, we always figure that you know we we do the work. Like you know, I I get up and I and we have this whole thing like you know the hustle culture. Um, we we think we get up in the morning and you know we we say our little mantra or our little affirmations and life is going to be, you know, what it needs to be, our career, all of that will be what it needs to be. But it is really God's timing, his season, his hand on your life and your career that we couldn't have manifested Mm -hmm. this, if you will, as best as he planned this for us. And so um, I've always felt this anxiety um, you know, like, I'm, I'm not in the place that I'm supposed to be in, or I'm not doing exactly what it is that I planned, or what I see my other peers doing. And the whole time, the Lord has been like, that's not for you. Right. And the timing, and their season, their place, that's not for you. But if if you live to be, let's say, 55, and you do, you start doing and building and creating at age 50, that is the time that I designed for you. And that's the destiny and and the season that will be fulfilled for you. That's what I created for you. And that's what you're going to do. You can't create it yourself as best as God can. Jesus was on, on this earth for 33 years and didn't start his ministry until a couple of years before his death, you know? And so it's the same thing with us. You can't, you can't create and and make a life best for yourself better than God can. You know that's Love what it. I would want people
4: Love to it. walk
2: away with. Well, I I, I understand that. I, I believe that, and I take that blessing because of the fact that you know you know I'm not a person that acknowledges my face publicly all the time. In fact, it mm-hmm. took me a while to even accept the responsibility of of, of who I am and why why do I exist? So am I, what, what 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 binds me yes. to success? You know, is it a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is it the right place at the right time? I'm I'm lucky. Right, right, it, it's right, my right. faith. <laughs> it, it it gets me up. Right. The alarm clock doesn't right. get me up. It, what better, what, what right. motivates me to be successful? What it motivates me to encourage the blessings that I have received onto other people? What drives yeah. me to come here every Tuesday to speak to individuals on a live radio show when I could just play mm-hmm. a radio, just play a, a, a recorded version of my show? Because I want to make a difference, and I want to I want to change yeah. lives. And when I listen to what you just said and what Kim just said, I love it because we have two individuals who are driven by the same passion to be successful, but they speak and talk uniquely different. But they come together as a team under faith. Yeah. yeah. Guided by a mission that you too can be them. You too can have a product and talk, okay? Not only a product right. and target, but a product and target that sells. That, you know. <laughs> come on, can I say that one more time, ladies? Sales.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see, see the beauty of uh we've got a caller too, I'm gonna go to the caller in a minute. Because the beauty of you, Keandra, you know, you have that energy of, you know, hearing your song on the radio. I know you when you first heard, oh
4: my god, this is, this is, this is, this is.
2: <laughs> Okay now, so tell me, Kim and Keondra, when you walked into Target and saw your product, tell us that reaction. You know, it was like
9: nothing that... I've ever experienced because this is Kim. So as you mentioned, Keandra has had that experience of having a project, her baby, you know, consumed by the masses. But I, um, I was so nervous leading up to January because I was like, Lord, I don't know if they're going to love these designs as much as the people who already support us love them. (laughs) You know, this is exposing (laughs) us to so many more people and opinions and, you know things like that so it's like oh my goodness it's go time you know and so um when i walked into target the because uh, first of all we had to go to several targets because the news spiraled out of control in a really good way mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh to the point that we could not find um within the atlanta area like within like we went to like five stores looking for the product um we in some, most stores we probably saw two or three pieces and what I was looking for was the entire collection at one time, at least one piece of each, of each piece, uh, just, just to see how it looked. Right. Uh, that was an overwhelming and exciting feeling because those people grabbed that stuff off of the shelves. And actually one of the pieces, because we gave them um, our best sellers um, and then we revamped them for them. So like some of the colors are different and things like that. But um, our Noir Icon t-shirt, we hadn't even tested on our own website to see if it was good or not. And people loved it. So that was like... So rewarding. Um, more rewarding than graduating
2: <laughs> with my master's. My, it was like a We entaje. In so we intagé. Yeah. We intagé. <laughs> it was amazing.
5: <laughs> we'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rushon McDonald. Now let's return to Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald.
2: Well, the fo- people are calling in. Let me get one of my first callers in. Conalita, based in Atlanta. How you doing, Conalita?
6: Hi, Rashawn. How you doing?
2: Great, great. Uh, you know I have the the wonderful Keandra and Kim on the call here. What is your question? Thank you for calling in the Money-Making Conversations Masterclass. What is your question to them? No.
4: So
6: I'm very, um, I feel blessed to have heard your testimony in a sense and it's funny you should say even if you're 55 because i'm 55 and you know other things were not for you that whatever your path is now this is for you and i just appreciate that so much because so many times i've worked for other people and other things and you know always feeling like oh i'm too old to start over or too old to do this and do that do that and I just appreciate that so much for you saying that. Wow. With that being said, did somebody or did you have a mentor, you know, to help you along the pathway of this? Because you said you didn't go to school for this. Did someone, you know, um, help you along to kind of guide you into the retail business?
7: Um, actually, we did uh, a lot of research. Mm-hmm. Um, our mom uh, is basically like a, a, a business money head if, if you will she's very intelligent and very good with money so we had that uh component or element as well and then we also had um a business coach for about the first uh first year yeah, mm-hmm. yeah first year of our um our existence as joe Noir. so i think that with those things um this is the reason why we are here and showing up Every day, Um, even when people were not there, you know, at times it almost brings me to tears still because it's amazing how we are here at this moment. But back then it was like, Lord, like, when is this going to take off? Mm -hmm. But at times we were on social media selling to ourselves, (laughs) you know, putting (laughs) cashes and pictures Mm -hmm. out there to to people. And, you know, they weren't they weren't there because it was only like maybe a hundred and something people who were, um, you know, even following us. And so uh, it Mm -hmm. it takes a bit of everything um, to be able to be successful in whatever it is, you know, career path that you've chosen but um, it'll eventually work out. Yeah, you know?
9: and Keandra and I also okay. we owned a business prior to Jolie Noir called the Red Glasses Sisters, so we learned everything not to do from jo- yeah. uh, from the Red Glasses. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> Just stop bumping our head. So it does take taking that risk,
4: um,
9: and I do you know I do suggest that you at least find a friend group of business owners if you can't afford a mentor because I know some mentors charge. Um, but we also surround ourselves, we have other friends who have businesses. And then of course, Keandra and I, um, me being a wardrobe stylist, that's a business. Keandra's music is another business. So, um, you know, so we've had working knowledge of how to structure a little bit, although clothing Mm -hmm. is so Mm -hmm. different than the other businesses that we have. Um, but yeah, so it, it is about researching um a lot uh it's a lot of reading even now we still do a lot of reading because you have to stay abreast of like what's new um in whatever industry mm-hmm. you're in but the biggest piece of advice is to just get started if it doesn't work you're not you're not a failure it just means that that wasn't the thing or the time
4: for that thing right. thank you, you. Thank, thank you, 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 you for you calling so in nice on the show
2: you were fantastic with that question i appreciate you Oh, you. No right, you know, I, I, you know, I think I'm just, you know, I, they just took over my show right there. You know that. They, they, they became the master class. I, you know, I just love people coming. Through. So I can't, I can't fight. It. There's two of them. There's two of them. There's two of them. I cannot. I can't even handle this. I, I don't know. I, you know. I, I, next time, next time, it would be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is what I'm just want to do. I'm gonna have one in studio so I can see you, and the other on the phone
4: because I know.
2: I don't care, Kim. I know I cannot handle both of y'all in the studio at the same time. No, 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 no. But before we go to break, uh, I want to talk. When y'all saw y'all clothes, did y'all, did y'all, did y'all immediately post to social media? Did y'all do a little fashion walk in Target? What did y'all do? <laughs> Actually, um, when
7: we, ooh, what did we do? Before I, we know, went into yeah, Target. before we went into Target, we saw a picture that was tweeted. Um, by someone, and uh, they tagged um, they tagged me, and they were like, "OMG, I can't believe I see believe I see my girl Keandra Lockett mm-hmm. uh, in stars." And I was like, "Oh gosh." So Kim was like, "We've got to make this announcement before the rest of the you know the the world hears it because ain't nobody else gonna make our Dang. announcement." <laughs> so, <yeah.
2: laughs> now Ryan in Memphis, I know you've been waiting patiently. Thank you for holding on. What is your question? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. I enjoy your show. I'm 26 years old from Memphis. I'm very intrigued by the entrepreneurship that
9: comes on this show every week. And I try to apply one thing I learn every week to my life so I can get that 1% better. Um, My question would be at what part of the business and owning your own business is it okay to allow your family to help? your business grow and when is it not okay when you're in certain stages of the building process to tell your family, hey, I'm not at the point where I need you yet, just hold on one second. Wow. Um, you know, that that is a good question, but I think that it is something that is based on your own goals that you have. Um, you can do it as early as startup doing um, crowdfunding, like getting people to So basically into your um, business to help you to get your business off the ground. Keandra and I, actually, we were funded by our mother. So she gave us our startup money.
7: She's Um, also a partner.
9: And she's also a partner um, of ours. So this is totally a family business. But it's up to you to define the lines and, you know, the boundaries of how those people who do help your business. It's up to you to define how that works and what part they'll play. Um, Is this a donation? Is it a um, partnership? You know, things like that. And you can do it, like I said, an earlier startup in the middle if you're needing uh, more funding, excuse me, things like that. But it just depends on how involved you want them. I would say to make sure that it is someone that, of course, that you can trust in your family, because unfortunately, not all family members can be trusted. But someone that you can trust and someone who understands paperwork is there to keep things, you know, balanced to keep things um, on the up and up, um, because not everybody understands that. Because you know, of course, once you start growing, people, you know, things change sometimes for people in their minds. And that paperwork always keeps you both honest honest and
2: um, accountable. Ryan, did that answer your question?
9: It answered it. And and then some. And I know you're going to get the rest of it. I I appreciate it.
2: Well, Ryan, keep listening. (laughs) When I come to Memphis, man, we got to eat some of that chicken, man, because Memphis and fried chicken go hand in hand, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> hey man, I got something right now <laughs> Thank you, my brother Appreciate you Sonia Got Sonia on the line How you doing, Sonia? Hey, Rashawn How you doing? I'm doing What's fantastic I'm on the show Not by myself Keandra and Kim I'm They're good. on here talking about Their fantastic clothing line There's Intagé Or Target as it is professionally stated, target is when you know out there with your boys and your girls on the streets. I'm going down to target, you know.
7: <laughs>
2: so uh, what you have, to, what question do you have to say, Sonya? Or ask? Yes,
7: I was as I was listening, and you guys said that you know it's perfect timing, reason, season, you know, and and how to you know when to go and when to you know say stop or pull back. How did you all know it was time to even put your brand in target? Like what? What was that? Yes. Great factor question. For you You know, what, how, how do, how do I, you know, I started the business too. And I'm like, how do I figure out when is the right time to move in that way or not? You know?
9: Yeah. Um, so actually we have, um, this answer will be twofold because for Keandra and I, for Jolie noir Target approached us for black history Month, um last year for a partnership. So it's a limited partnership that was for black history Month. So that was, obviously controlled by Target and them you know, contacting us, but um, as far as knowing when you're ready, I would say <clears throat> once you have continual sales on your own platform, then that is a good key, a good sign to know that you're ready to start pitching your brand or your ideas to other larger brands to partner with because, of course, they want to see, can you make them money? That is the name of the game. So, um,
2: if you can make yourself money, if you garner yourself a following, then they will be more apt to partner with you. Asanya, did that
9: Thank
4: answer you so your much question?
2: For that. Cool. Yes, you know, I, I, I d- Thank you guys. awesome, awesome. Now I you know Kim was so calm with that. You know, uh, Target contacted us. You know, they they, they called us. You know, <laughs>
4: I'm
2: over at the flea market. I'm over with the flea market trying to say chicken pot pie, pie sandwiches, and oh uh, Target contacted us. You know, you know. We, we, <laughs> Let's be on the real first, you know. We, we but that, but that's the blessing of all these relationships, and uh, is that you don't know. And uh, in the in follow up on Ryan's question, family. See, family. See, I love what you do talked about their family. Mom gave money, put it in writing. Contract, let them know the responsibility. I'm giving you this, but guess what? What am I going to get? That's business. See, right. family, right. you got to make sure it's always about business because sometimes family, yeah. can I borrow some money? Okay, uh, can you go to the bank and ask that question? Okay, just right. ask me. Can you go to your job and ask that question? No. When you come to me, we are going to have the same rules, family. The same rules. And that's when family get twisted. They throw that, "Oh you do, oh you, oh you going to play me like that." Statements like that are not used on any legal document. Play me like that. That is not written in any legal document I ever had in my life. So you have to avoid those Family terms, you know, love. Love is no document. You don't no, you know. I've never signed a legal contract that had love in it like that. You know, so yeah. understand that the relationship have to be bound by contractual thoughts. Bringing that lawyer. I'm telling you, the worst deal you can do is. I think that's right. I think that looks. Does right. that look good to you? Right. Does that look good right. to you? Uh, and you sign it, and it is not good. It didn't look good at all. You should have had a lawyer tell you because a comma. An and, an or can make the difference between whether you have a good contract or you have a bad contract. That's how easy it can be. And I might just tell you, uh, Kim and Keandra, I remember when I started my comedy club with my sister, family. My family loved me. I loved them too. And, um, you know, and uh, when I started in a, uh, a hotel, you know, we started in a hotel and I was called the Hip Hop Comedy Stop, and they were working for free. They were working for free. You know, oh, we just want to see you be successful. We just want to see you be successful. Soon as I started making just a little money, suddenly it was talking about where, where I was at. I thought y'all were helping the brother out. I thought y'all because yeah. I just see, see I what I should have done up front was put in my budget what they supposed to have gotten paid. That way I would have been blindsided. They did all the right things. They had a right to ask me for money. But because I was going out there, Family. That's what he was asking. Ryan was saying, "When do you bring family in? Whenever you bring family in, do what they did. Put it in writing and understand there is a responsible role you have to play when you're dealing with money. Am I not? Am I correct, ladies? You're absolutely
9: correct."
2: Thank you. One thing I want to say before we leave, and I want to congratulate you. This interview was fantastic. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I I got up at um, yesterday. I got up at three o'clock. Today, I got up at four thirty. And it's a long day for me. And when I come to the show, it's always like a, a passion and a moment of faith. About why I do this, and when I when I, when it get to this point, I go, wow, this is why I do it. You, fantastic, y'all both are just yeah. a joy and a blessing, and this call through people calling in, you changing people's lives, not only with your clothes, but also with your sensibilities, your tone, your your motivation. But how does the design process? I think that's one question I want to get out before we wrap up. How does the design process work, really, when it comes to men, really, and when it comes to women? As we wrap up the show.
9: Yeah. So uh, we look at colors. We first start with blackness, if you will. So things that will look good on dark brown or lighter brown, whatever color, whatever shade what will look good on most uh, color people.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: Um, and so we start there looking at colors. And then we kind of look at what appeals to our customer base and what's going on out in the rest of the world for a fashion. So we combine all of those elements together. Keandra and I, we glean from nature, um, artwork, um, all kinds of things to create. Um, and we, we just get inspired by so many different things. Um, uh, by a phrase, like a trigger word might trigger a phrase or something like that for us. Um, you know, something that's pointing back to Joly Noir or something like that it just depends on what the phrase is. Um, And then that is how we get our designs, each one of our individual designs. But that's usually how the process works. Keandra and I, for our illustrations, we uh, do not draw them ourselves. But we do select all the hair, the eyes, the nails, everything that you see. Keandra, you
2: you didn't leave your sister no time. I mean, Kim, you didn't leave your sister no time. You know time. I, I gotta go. It's four seconds left. I love y'all both, but that she talked too much. You talk too much. I'll see y'all next week on Money Making Conversations Masterclass. The Lockett Sisters. One talk too much, and one can sing. That's all I can say.
5: <laughs> You've been listening to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushon McDonald. Always remember to lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations Masterclass is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated.
6: You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
2: Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money-Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with multi-award-winning gospel artist, cc Wine. She's on the show to discuss her new live album, Bleed for It, and how she wants to continue to encourage people to move on with what's in their heart.
9: I love the experience of mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. worship, live concerts. Mm-hmm. We've toured for years and there's nothing like it, you know, but also I guess for me in the studio, when you do a recording in the studio, you're able to kind of listen to it, tweak it, fix this, mm-hmm. make sure, you know, so that's the value to me in doing it in the studio. But I think we just got busy with life and never took out the time, but, but this was the time.
2: If you want to listen to this full interview with CC Winding, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com.